Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. Angelina is not my aunt. She is my mother's best friend from girlhood, her best friend still and next-door neighbor. Our mothers had been pregnant together that spring and summer long ago. My mother, respectably so, married to her high school sweetheart for over a year with numerous pictures of their wedding scattered throughout their house with a fenced-in backyard. My father was, is, never around because of his work, but mother did not mind. She had Angelina. Angelina was pregnant from her lover. He was married and rich and far too old for her. He also refused to believe that it was his child. It would take a court-ordered DNA test a few weeks after Phineas's birth to get his father to do the honorable thing, by Aunt Angelina the house next door to my mother, and after writing each monthly check, pretend that she and the baby did not exist for the next 30 days. My mother did not work, and Aunt Angelina taught art at Vote Elementary across the street from her duplex, so the summer was theirs to spend. They told us that the summer of their pregnancies, Aunt Angelina would walk over from her duplex on Church Street, her stomach large and heavy, protruding as if it were leading the way, to our large Victorian house on Elizabeth Street, and they would spend the day on the back porch with their feet propped up on the railing. They would drink lemonade or iced tea and only go inside to watch I Love Lucy in the afternoon. They sat close together so that Finny and I could kick each other like twins. They made such plans for us that summer. Phineas was born first on the 21st of September, a week later, likely missing the one who had been kicking me. I came along. In September, people will tell you that their favorite season is autumn. They will not say this during any other month of the year. People forget September is actually a summer month. In St. Louis, this should be apparent to people. The leaves are still green on the trees and the weather is still warm. Yet people hang smiling scarecrows on their front doors. By the time the leaves and weather do begin to change in late October, they have tired of autumn and are thinking of Christmas. They never stop. They never wonder if they already have it all. My mother named me Autumn. People say to me, oh, how pretty. And then the name seems to glide away from them, not grasping all the things that the word should mean to them. Shades of red, change, and death. Phineas understood my name before I did. My name had what his did not. Associations, meaning a history. His disappointment when our fourth grade class looked up names in the baby name books surprised me. Every book gave his name a different meaning and origin. Snake, Nubian, Oracle, Hebrew, Arabic, unknown. My name meant exactly what it was. There was nothing to be discovered by it. I thought if a name was of unknown origin and meaning, it could not disappoint. I did not understand then that a boy without a real father would crave an origin and a meaning. There were so many things that I did not understand about him over the years, but of course, of course, of course, of course, they all make sense now. We grew up in a small town in the suburbs of St. Louis, composed of Victorian houses, old brick churches, and a picturesque downtown of shops, owned by families for generations. I suppose it was a happy childhood. I was quirky and odd, and I did not have any friends besides Finney. 
He could have had other close friends if he wanted. He was good at sports and nothing was odd about him. He was sweet and shy and everyone liked him. The girls had crushes on him. The boys picked him first in gym. The teachers called on him for the right answer. I wanted to learn about the Salem witch trials for history. I read books under my desk during lessons and refused to eat the bottom left corner of my sandwiches. I believed platypuses to be a government conspiracy. I could not turn a cartwheel or kick, hit, or serve any sort of ball. In third grade, I announced that I was a feminist. During job week in fifth grade, I told the class and teacher that my career goal was to move to New York, wear black turtlenecks, and sit in coffee shops all day, thinking deep thoughts and making up stories in my head. After a moment of surprise, Mrs. Morganson wrote, Freelance writer, under my smiling Polaroid picture and tacked it on the walls with the future teachers and football stars. After consulting her, I agreed that it was close enough.